Steam Musings 4. I think this is the second time that Steve Palmer pops up on the radar for for these Steam Musings. And, um, well, it's no mystery. Those of you who may know uh, Steve Palmer, a.k.a. Remlaps on Steamit, he is a he, he's a big fan. He's a big fan of uh, of Steam and Steamit, and he's always thinking about and looking for ways to improve the platform. And this post came across my, all of his posts usually come across my radar, and oh, it's not the first time. I mean, he he's always pondering on these things. But you know, if you're on Steamit, then who isn't pondering on these kinds of things? But the the post is very old now, and unfortunately, I would have liked to have done it in time to be able to, in a certain sense, promote it, put it out there for people to vote on it. But it's gone well beyond seven days, but it still remained. When I saw it, I said, I have to do this for the next Steam Musings, but I didn't know that the Steam Musings would be so uh, far ahead. Um, but here we are now. Steve Palmer, a.k.a. Remlaps. What will it take for Steam to reach the masses? Now, this is probably the first time that I I am going to say I'm going to really concentrate on the whole article. And if I can, I'm going to uh, read verbatim, but then kind of interject. And uh, because I want to get my thoughts in here, I I, at first I just wanted to do this because he has seven points that he wants to look at. And. I read the whole post. I read all of the comments and it seems, you know, like, you know, like this is a big topic for people. But I'm also uh, I'm also interested in this because the ideas that are being shared here and my thoughts on this will go beyond Steam because we have to now take into consideration that Steamit and Steam are not the only blockchain and app that have this kind of model and that are dealing with these kinds of issues. You have Hive, you have Blurt, and yeah, you also have, and to a certain extent, you also have DTube because DTube was inspired by this model. In fact, DTube began on the Steam blockchain and now it's still on the Steam blockchain, but it has its own Avalon blockchain. But these are things that may concern all of these different platforms, these issues, and it's stuff that we've been dealing with for some time now. So I'm really happy to get back to the Steam Musings, and I'm really happy that uh, Steve did this post. And so here we go. Let's let's jump right into this. What will it take for Steam to reach, quote unquote, the masses? Uh, introduction. In this post. I will write out some thoughts about the long-standing question of how to bring mom and pop mainstream to Main Street to Steam. Before I get into that, though, I want to point out another question that we first need to ask ourselves. Do we really want the masses publishing on Steam? Certainly, we would like everyone to have a Steam wallet and to do transactions with Steam and SBD. But as far as social media... A quick trip to Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, or Facebook reveals that there is a great deal of low-level, low-value content whenever the masses are present. In contrast, there has always been widespread messaging that we only, there's always been widespread messaging intending on Steam that we only want high-quality content on Steam. I would argue that a drive to produce only high quality content uh, 
is at odds with a drive to bring the masses. And I would absolutely agree with that. So before we talk about how to bring the masses to steam, we need to decide whether to bring the masses. Personally, my answer to this latter question is yes. So I'll move on with the topic. Anyone who says bring the masses, however, needs to recognize that it will make steam into something very different from the ivory tower platform that some people seem to envision. Now, I'm going to stop there because, well, I also have to answer this question. My answer would be no. I do not, not only do I, not only do I not want the masses to come to steam it or steam, but I, I believe that we cannot bring the masses to steam or steam it or, well, pretty much any of the other platforms. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking across a, a broad spectrum of platforms that now have this kind of structure to it. The problem with, I like Occam's razor. I like the idea of Occam's razor. I never really studied Occam, but over the years I've heard people, um, I get the idea of what, what is meant by Occam's razor. And that's really shave the issue down until you get to, to the core of what we're really dealing with. And, and to the core of what we're really dealing with, we have to ask ourselves, what has more value, steam or steam it? And at the same time, how do we divide, define that value? To get to the very core of this issue, I think we have to begin with, well, what do we begin with? We begin first and foremost with a cryptocurrency blockchain. Steam is at the core of all of this. The Steam blockchain is at the core of all of this. And I think that, I think that the original intentions of what Steemit should have been and Steam should have been never happened. I think we have to, all right, all right, let's, let's take Occam's razor and let's shave this down even further because this has been on my mind for some time now. When we shave this all down, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with a blockchain that has a cryptocurrency and we're dealing with a way of printing tokens, printing coins. Let's take a step back. Bitcoin was created with a model known as proof of work. Now everybody should know that. So we can get beyond that discussion. You see, we're kind of, we're sit, we're all trying to sit at this table. So we all need to create a common language and we, we need to create a common understanding of what it is that pretty much everyone knows who's willing to sit at this table because not everyone's willing to sit at this table and take on this discussion. So first and foremost, we're dealing with blockchain. We're dealing with cryptocurrency and we're dealing with proof of work in the original Bitcoin blockchain. And so other people came along and tried to come up with other ideas. So you have proof of this, you have proof of that, you have proof, proof of stake and delegated proof of stake. And you've got all kinds of ways that people want to create proof of something, but underlying all of that is the issue that we print coins, we print tokens, we print cryptocurrency. And what we have in the steam system, as well as, uh, well, as well as in the other systems, what we have is proof of brain, which was intended to be the printing mechanism. 
proof of work was meant to be the printing mechanism for the Bitcoin token. Now we have this idea that Dan Larimer put to us as proof of brain. There is also the delegated proof of stake that came from BitShares, but we have this proof of brain idea that was meant to be used as a unique way to print coins. And so this proof of brain is supposed to be a way that um, we can have people print coins based on, well, intelligent content or high quality content, because this is the word that is always being used. This is the terminology and phrase that's always being used. So we have to look at proof of brain. And, I, and I'm doing this because when we go into these different issues that Steve has raised, we have to go into those issues with proof of brain on your mind. <laughs> proof of brain on your brain, no pun intended. Now, proof of brain simply means that the idea was to, the, the idea was meant to be that tokens will be printed up by people creating this content. Whether it's high quality or low quality, that is absolutely subjective. See, this is where we get lost. We get lost between the objective and the subjective. Objectively, all you have to do is communicate with the blockchain and you will print coins. You will print steam. You will print SBD. You will print steam power. These three different type, these three different tokens or, or, or vests, what they're, what they really are on the blockchain are vests. Um, I don't know if, if SBD is a, but, but if I remember correctly, all of this boils down to vests on the blockchain. So this proof of brain essentially in its core, when you shave it all down, simply means I communicate with the blockchain. In other words, I send transactions and messages to the blockchain via post or comments. And those messages can then build up or uh, print into existence through a reward pool, new fresh tokens, whereas Bitcoin does proof of work and you have a Bitcoin then is printed out of that. And here what you have is this proof of brain idea where a reward pool is created and the distribution of those coins is distributed out to the people who communicate with the blockchain objectively, subjectively, subjectively. We come to the question of what is high quality content and what is not. Now, when I pull back, my, my main thing is the idea that what are we doing with this proof of brain? Are we looking to create high quality content or is proof of brain fundamentally simply a way of printing up new tokens? So if you look at it the one way, then you're more objective. If you look at it the other way, then you're more subjective. Now, all of that, everything that I just said, you can even take this recording. If you go to the mom and pop shop, that's not going to make any sense at all. That's going to be so complicated. People are going to look at you like, listen, I'd rather deal with my cash register and the fiat currency because I'm not getting anything that you're saying. Because the idea was... That having a blockchain that you can communicate on, not only can you send transactions, but you can send communications, you can send messages and they get recorded onto the blockchain. Whereas Bitcoin is simply, I send you this amount, you send me that amount and that's it. Steam it and steam became, I can send you and you can send me also messages. 
And so the commu- there's a communication that goes on the blockchain that the open ledger has communication on it. It has words on it. It has th- links on it. And so then it became a question of how do we value? How do we distribute out to different stakeholders uh, based on what it is that they communicate across this blockchain. Now, those who know the system will be able to follow this a little bit more. But, and, and I say that to say that we are just in this first 12 minutes, I've lost the masses. The masses are gone. They've walked away from this table. And so it's, we're left with us. <laughs> we're left with the remaining people that we have at the table. And with this concept, I believe that how proof of brain was originally envisioned has failed. And I don't think that we can resurrect it. There can be a rebirth. There can be a reform, a reformation, but it just, it didn't work. It was meant to bring people in to be able to do business. It was meant for us to have a platform where customers and service providers and product providers providers and businesses and companies could have a, a cryptocurrency that deals with the economic part and an app that has a communication service on it, both being brought onto the blockchain and dealt with on the blockchain. It didn't work. It didn't work. And then later what came on was the idea, okay, well, let's focus on the social media. Let's see if we can get influencers to come in. And so if influencers can come in, then they can bring all of their followers in. That didn't work either. So what we're left with basically is a blockchain, and I'm referring to all of them, whether it's Blurt, Hive, DTube, or Steam, we're left with a blockchain that has a communication system built into it. But the only people who have really been interested in this are crypto enthusiasts. So the social media part takes takes second place. The priority for most people that come onto any of these platforms is to dedicate themselves to the token. They're interested in the crypto. So the crypto discussion becomes predominant. And even though they're even though we're trying to create a lot of social aspects to it. The underlying fundamental principle is, well, am I getting cryptocurrency? Am I going to get some, is, am I going to get some token out of this? Even if I'm a content creator, even if I'm a curator, am I going to get the token out of this? So I have said in the past, and I continue to believe that these blockchains and the apps that accompany them that are built on these blockchains They're oriented towards crypto enthusiasts. Yes, you can bring in photographers and you can bring in video makers and you can bring in uh, people who want to share posts and share their ideas. But fundamentally, people can do that on any of these other platforms. And in fact, most people do a lot. You know, there was some influencers that came into Steemit and then they left and they didn't leave because they they were unhappy with the amount of upvotes they were getting or the amount of tokens they were getting. Influencers like the ones that I've seen come in and go, whether it be James Corbett, whether it be um, Jordan Sather, whether it be Project Camelot. Um, it, I have a whole list of names. Mike Adams, the health ranger, all kinds of people who have large followings. They didn't come in for the crypto. 
they came in. Mostly these people came in because they were told that there was this censorship resistant platform that could also uh, reward you in the cryptocurrency. But these people, influencers, they aren't interested in the crypto. They weren't interested in the crypto and they weren't they, they were interested in the censorship, the censorship free idea. But when they came onto this platform and other platforms, they found that they could not build up a following. And that was a really, that's a really big problem. So we've gone from the proof of brain idea where we're, we're, we're trying to bring in businesses, mom and pop shop agencies, services, whatever, so that you can deal with customers and have this kind of communication system for the financial business world. That didn't work out. So we tried to bring in influencers that didn't work out. So we're just left now and on all of these platforms, crypto enthusiasts who want to receive crypto for what they do in social media. You know, I'm not a big crypto expert and a lot of what I do, whether it be the smart casting, whether it be the, the things that I invent, the, you know, the chatterbox, whether penny for thoughts, all of these different things. That's just kind of a way of saying, well, this is cool. Number one, I'm, I'm interested in crypto. And number two, I can get this crypto by doing things that I would normally do on other social media or blogging sites. So this is my answer to start this off, that the masses are not going to come into these. It, it, I just don't think it's going to happen. And, and I've given my reasons why. This is a specialized blockchain. These are specialized blockchains, particularly specialized blockchains for a particularly specialized group of people who are interested in um, crypto and that they are finding that in order to get that crypto, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't want to set up mining rigs. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot of people don't want to have proof of stake where they have to leave their computer open and leave their wallet open. This is something that people say, okay, so while I don't have to set up mining rigs, I don't have to worry about GPU and processing units and all this other stuff. You know, all I have to do is do what I normally do on social media. And so they come to steam it and, and hive and blurt and, and DTube. They come with all of their preconditioned ideas of what social media is all about and and they try to incorporate that in in fact they do incorporate it and they do incorporate that in i mean later on in in the article it talks about steam links i created steam links because it's something that you do on uh that it's something that i used to do on facebook when i was on facebook and you know my links were being rejected and censored i said okay well i'll try to do it i'll try to do it on steam it and fundamentally the blockchain the blockchain doesn't give a damn what you publish. As far as the blockchain is concerned, um, it doesn't matter what you publish. It doesn't matter if you plagiarize. It doesn't matter if you steal other people's photos. The blockchain receives, and then this is, you know, this is something that I remember learning from the Symbionts crew when uh, Brother Frankenstein basically said, you know, something that he, he's, he's not the originator of it, but it, he's the one who put it into my consciousness. Code is law when it comes to blockchain. Code is law. If I can publish it onto the blockchain, then the blockchain accepts it. And I am in a position then to be rewarded and able to, to uh, get coins 
distribute it to me, print it up and distribute it to me simply by doing that action. The blockchain cares only about your ability to correctly transmit um, data to the blockchain, which is then stored and then rewarded for that. It doesn't care what you put up. Everything else becomes subjective. The front end is completely subjective. So with that in mind, I'll go back to the post. And in fact, it says that I go back to uh, Steve's post against that backdrop. I have come up with seven topics that I think might be useful in order to bring the masses. I list them here and then move on to write a few sentences about each at a high level. There is the product at a, at a high level. Here is the product of my recent brainstorming on the topic. Now, this is not about me. This is not, this is about me sitting at the table with Steve. I have a lot of respect for him and, and I love the way he thinks. Um, he's a very intelligent man and he's done. He's been very enthusiastic about the whole entire steam steam it thing. And he knows a lot about blockchain, especially uh, compared to me, but here we're not talking necessarily about the blockchain here. We are actually talking about the front end part of it here. We're actually talking about, um, especially if we're going to be talking about bringing in the masses. So I'm going to have some different ideas than what he puts out there. So number one, improved ranking of posts. Number two, ability to use little cognitive effort. Number three, custodial services. Number four, single language presentation of content. Number five, engaging front ends. Number six, rewards for engaging in dialogue, not just top level posts. And number seven, services that provide passive income based on staking. Now, improved rankings of posts. At this point, I'm not going to read into. I would like to. I would like to uh, suggest that you, if you, if you're, in, if you like this. If you like the subject that we're we're discussing here, go and check out Steve Palmer's uh, link, uh, link, his post, and you can read you can read his perspective on it. Um, because I want to save time, I'm I'm not going to read. I I read his, and so I'm just one wanting to get my ideas out there. Now, improving ranking of posts that has been a problem. That has been a big problem for a long time. The trending page on steamit.com has particularly and practically become useless. Hive, I can't really comment on because I don't really go to the trending page and I, so I don't know what's on it, but I have a, a pretty good idea that it's pretty much the high major stakeholders or the, the consensus witnesses or who, and, and those that they support are mostly who are dominating the trending page. But the original idea for the proof of brain and the trending page was the idea that fresh, relevant information would bubble up to the top. Well, that didn't happen because fresh, relevant information is also subjective, very subjective. Most people find the trending page on all of these platforms boring and they walk away from them immediately. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take long. You hardly ever hear anyone talking about, oh, hey, guys, did you see the trending page today? I hardly ever hear it. Now that we have communities, I think most people are focused on and interested in who's trending in which particular community. And I think that that was a really good idea. But at the same time, this made the trending page become com 
practically irrelevant. Now, I have said in the past that I have a great deal of respect for the South Korean community. And because the South Korean community has built up their stake in the STEAM system, I mean, built it up so much so that they will continuously dominate the trending page. So they, that's subjective. Um, you know, the trending page at this point would only be meaningful if Koreans, if South Koreans would be interested in it. And that, you know, and that, that also has to be taken with a grain of salt because you, you know, you have to ask a South Korean person, well, did you see the articles that are up on the trending page? Do you find them interesting? Do you find them relevant? Do you find them timely? Do you find them valuable? Or is it simply a question of having dominated the staking position and the rewarding position, the upvoting position, which is basically what they've done. The South Koreans have been very smart in having accumulated a great deal of, of uh, staked steam and steam power, which allows them to always remain in the trending and, you know, get incredible amounts of rewards, 500, 400, 300, 600 every day. So that's going to continue. That's not really going to change. But I remember, um, I remember this question even came up before the South Korean community began to dominate the trending page that people were, there was, there was discussion in the past also about this, you know, how do we make the trending page more interesting? My personal opinion on this is this number one, when talking about steam, it, Steemit is a private company. I've said this before in the past. I've talked about this. As a private company, I believe that they should, number one, let go of all of the ideas, the old ideas of what Steemit and Steam were supposed to be because it failed. I just outlined that previously. The proof of brain idea didn't work. Trying to bring influencers in didn't work. And now, now we're left, well, well, how do we get the masses to come in? I think we ought to forget about that as well. I think the Steemit company should just simply uh, look at the, the homepage as their page. It just, it makes sense. You know, if other, if the South Koreans want to create their own front end and they do, and they do have their own front end, then Steemit Inc. should simply just have the homepage be dedicated to whatever it is that they want to do with Steam and with Steemit. And, and I underline with Steam because let's keep it real. The Steam blockchain is under the control of Steemit Inc., the Tron Foundation. I mean, that's part of Occam's razor as well. Let's shave things down because this is not community. This is not decentralized. So in order to be able to sit at the table and actually talk to one another and say, look, let's, let's, let's put some ideas on the table. We have to, we have to contemplate on where those ideas will go and will they be able to go forward because you need the right people to take those ideas forward. If Steemit Inc. does not want certain things to happen on Steam, the blockchain, or Steemit, the app, it's not going to happen. So whatever ideas we're coming up with, there's not going to be a community vote. Either the Steemit company is going to like the idea and implement it, or the idea goes nowhere. So the idea then is not to go out to the masses, but rather to internally go in and say, okay, what can we do internally? For example, Steve Palmer created Penny for Thoughts and I use Penny for Thoughts and 
there's no problem with that. In other words, we did that internally. The company doesn't have any problem with it. They have an objective. They haven't done anything to stifle the project or, or create obstacles for the project. But that's something that we created internally and we use it internally. Uh, I created the trickle up ecosystem. Uh, I created the chat, the chatterbox initiative. I, I created Steam Links. I'm, uh, I'm doing the smart casting. These are all things that we do internally as different ways to collect and have this steam distributed amongst us as crypto enthusiasts. So as far as I'm concerned, the trending page is useless. And being that it is the home page of the company's app, I think the company should, you know, essentially take over, <laughs> take it over, put your stuff up there. I mean, put, put your stuff up there. Nothing against the South Koreans or anyone else who can manage to get up into the trending page, but it's not relevant to Steam at the company. Steam at the company has their own goals, has their have their own objectives. They may have a roadmap. I mean, we as users on this app are really not clued in as to exactly what the intentions are of Steam at Inc. or Tron Foundations. Maybe the inner circle might know something, but we don't know much. And so we're just kind of drifting along in this world of the Steam at app and the Steam blockchain. It's wonderful that the token has value. SBD has value. It's much easier now to be rewarded. We've uh, formed our own little groups internally into communities and uh, countries and and interests and so externally we're trying to look more like a social media platform but internally internally we're really a crypto media platform we're really a blockchain that communicates i've said in the past that uh, Steam and Steam, Steam is a blockchain with a voice because you have this ability to be able to communicate along with the sending of coins back and forth. So there's an there's an economy and there's a communication system. So a trending page, as far as I'm concerned, is useless. It's really useless. Um, we could work on trending for communities, but I think most communities like the trending the trending within the community. Because it's true that within the community, uh, what is relevant to the community bubbles up to the top of the trending page. So let's go on to the next thing here. Ability to use with little cognitive effort. I agree with this. Uh, obviously, I agree with this because I created Steam Links. But I didn't create Steam Links simply because of uh, the, the, the desire of having little cognitive effort. I created Steam Links because I... I took the, the proof of brain concept and said, okay, relevant and useful information can bubble up to the top and get out to the people who are on the platform. And there are people out there who are much better than I am, who have much better information than I do. And those people are not going to come to Steemit. So, and, and the fact that I could do it on Facebook up until a certain point until they started censoring, I said, okay, this is valuable information and I want to get credit for that valuable information. So I created Steam Links as a way of saying this is the kind of stuff that I'm into. This is the kind of stuff that I believe is relevant. Uh, reward me for it. And at the same time, let's dialogue on it. So that's why I created Steam Links. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really tempted to create Steam Memes. <laughs> but um, I'm probably going, I'm, I'm going to have the same concerns. Uh, if I do it, I'm not going to do it as a community. 
because Steam Links uh, was suggested to me as a community. Uh, I'm glad I did it because I, I met some really wonderful people uh, in the time that I have been the administrator of Steam Links. I, I've seen some nice links and, you know, and so I like the idea because uh, as Steve says, it, you know, it doesn't require much time and you need that. And that's, that's of course, if you're trying to bring in the masses. Now, my goal was not trying to bring in the masses and not trying to make things easier for people, but simply to say each, each of us has our own page. We have our own profile. And in that profile, we want to get other people to know uh, who we are and what we're about and what we're into. So you need to have the flexibility of saying, okay, I can write posts myself, but I can also share links. And at the same time, I can also, now I'm thinking I can also share memes. Uh, we can share photos. We can keep a diary. There's all kinds of things that you can do in order to participate in this proof of brain printing, minting of coins, not necessarily subjectively looking to determine who has good quality or who does not have good quality. You know, a lot of people come if a lot of people get interested in in these different platforms if they don't if they're not crypto enthusiasts i guarantee you they do not last long we do not have tons and tons of abandoned profiles um because well we have those abandoned profiles because people were not crypto enthusiasts in my opinion either that or crypto enthusiasts who came in <laughs> And did not know how to, let's say, build up a following, build up alliances, allegiances, build up communities, build up groups that can reward one another. Then, of course, you have all the scamming, the milking and the, the, the and and the farming and everything that goes into people who are interested in getting the crypto now. Um, yeah, I don't know how the steam memes thing will go, but. I'm, I'm close to testing it out. I'm, I'm really close to testing it out. Custodial services. Um, keys. Yes. There's a, it was a good suggestion here from Steve that he was saying, you know, uh, just a simple password and the standard two factor authorization, uh, authentication. Well, because a lot of people are used to that. But again, I need to revert back to the idea that it, this is mostly for crypto enthusiasts. Now, this is going to this is going to throw you off a bit because here here Steve says, you know, the reality is that Ma and Pa Main Street do not want to deal with the complexity of four separate keys, recovery counts and so on. Uh, I would go on. I would go on to say this and, and I'll explain why. Um I believe we can, I believe we should have more than four separate keys. <laughs> so if you, if you think that's crazy, uh, dealing with four keys, how about dealing with more than four keys? And I'll tell you why. I'll explain why. This comes from DTube because on DTube, you actually have your master password and then you have your private key. There's a public key, which you don't have to worry about because that's the public key. Uh, for those who understand the, the blockchain part of it, there's the public key and then you have your private key, which allows you to post and, and do other things. Now, when you go in, when you come into the DTube platform, you're, you have a master key, which is your master password, and then you have a private key. With that private key, you can do everything. You can post, you can vote, you can upvote, you can downvote, um, you can comment, you can do everything. But 
what's very interesting about DTube, what DTube did, and I really think the other platforms and the other blockchains should really, 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 really look into this, is that DTube created a system on the Avalon, or rather I should say the, the Avalon blockchain with DTube as its main app, created a system where you can create custom keys. You can create as many keys as you like. As far as, as far as I can remember, you can create as many keys as you like. And each key, or you can, you can have your key, you can have your main key. You get your, you get your master password and you're given a main key. That main key, you can do everything with that main private key. But what you can also do is you can create custom keys. So literally you can create a custom key and you can delete that key. This is what's really fascinating. What's really fascinating because the problem is on, on let's on the other platforms, whether it's blurt hive or steam, if you want to change your posting key, you have to change all of your keys as well as your master password. Whereas on DTube, what happens is, is if I want to create a key and that key allows me to only comment, I cannot do anything else. I can create that key. Now that's very fascinating because imagine if you're working within a group, right? Imagine I'm, I'm organizing a group and I, and I'm the, the team leader. I'm the project leader of that group and I assign someone to the public relations kind of social aspect of things. And I say, Hey, listen, I need you to go into my profile or into the community profile. And I just want you to respond to people's comments. I want you to comment on other people's uh, material, other people's videos and other people's comments. And that's all that you will be able to do. I can create a custom key and that custom key, uh, I can select what you can do and what you cannot do with that custom key. So that person gets designated this custom key and you know, let's say that, 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 you know, at a certain point in the project, that person no longer, that function is no longer needed. I can go and delete that key so that that key can no longer be used by someone else. And then I can go create another different key to do the same exact thing. Then I can create another key just to upvote leaders, which are known as witnesses on the other platforms. So creating custom keys, I think is the better solution to this because those custom keys then become valuable. And the thing that differentiates Avalon from the others is that you can delete these keys. You can change a posting key without having to delete or get rid of the others. So that's why I say I agree that the four keys are too complicated. But in a certain sense, I can understand why those four keys are necessary. The thing that is uncomfortable is that, you know, if you if you need to change one, you need to change them all. If you lose one or if one gets uh, or if you give someone one of those keys and then you regret it, you know, you have to change them all. Whereas in, in the in the Avalon system, what you can do is you can keep your private key and never give it to anyone and use that private key to create custom keys. And those custom keys can then be either used by yourself, used by other people, and then be deleted. So that's something really good to, to, to look into. Uh, again, this is not, these are not suggestions for the masses because the masses are not going to, to get into this. So I think that this is an idea that the other platforms should really consider because it was brilliant. I don't know if it was Hyman Danger or Tech Coder X. I don't know who was involved in 
uh, coming up with that idea, but I think it's a really brilliant idea. You know, number one, it simplifies things. You have a master password, you have a private key. You can do everything with that private key, but then if you, you know, if you go on and have specialized things that you want to do and you want other people to manage, then you can create custom keys. Or if you know, um, let's look at the idea of different apps. If you, if you, you know, there's a new app that's on the Avalon blockchain. And let's say you don't really trust that app. You don't really know the developers. What you do is you create a custom key. Okay. You can go into that app. And if anything ever goes wrong, you can delete that key, get rid of that key without having to change any of your master passwords or your private keys. So it's a, that's a very fascinating system that I think people should look into. Then we have single language presentation of content. This is a big problem because a lot of people complain about when, you know, you go to the main page on Steam, it, you have the uh, South Korean language there. I don't know if we can have a solution to this because if, let's say, for example, you created on the, the Steam it uh, platform a way that people could select the language that they're going to post in, you have to ask yourself, are they really going to respect that? I mean, how can you get people to respect that? Um, because someone may say, well, you know, look, I'm, I'm writing in my native language, but uh, I know damn well that if I don't select the English or if I don't select the South Korean, then my posts will never reach the trending page. So creating a single language presentation of concept, content, I think is a little bit difficult. In fact, that there are a lot of people who do uh, multiple language um, posts in which they do half of it. Like in my, in my Italian community, you have a lot of people that'll do um, the Italian, and then they'll do the language, the English within the same post, because, you know, we know that we're going to reach out to a broader audience if we're able to use the English language as well. So uh, I think that that, uh, I think that that's something that, I think that's something that can be resolved simply by the communities, redirecting people to their communities, as opposed to having something within Steemit that causes or that asks people to select the language. I think it's just easier and, and it's working. I think, you know, we've been re we've been creating communities and people are redirected to the language that is preferred for them. And again, I would, you know, I would go back to what I said before that the trending page is it's, it's, it's useless. It's worthless. So trending within communities I think is, is more valuable. And then of course you have the trending communities. I had some ideas in the past about how to do the ranking system, but I've kind of let them go ever since the, the, you know, ever since hive mind, the communities was incorporated in because then I said, okay, this is how people are going to find their way within the system within, you know, by finding whatever it is that they're interested in, as opposed to going to the trending page and trying to, uh, trying to get their post into the trending page. I think more people are concerned now with trying to get their post into the trending of the community. People don't really pay much attention to tags anymore. Not that they don't use tags, but most people are, uh, most people are publishing within communities. So the first tag is always going to be the community tag. The other tags are for other you know, for other events, I mean, you have Club 5050, you have Steam Exclusive, and you have other contests and things that are created in which the tag makes it easier to find all of those different uh, kinds of posts. Now, engaging front ends, I completely agree here. Um, but to, an, to a certain extent, 
I don't agree because, again, we're pulling back to the issue that we're dealing with crypto enthusiasts. So a lot of people are not coming to Steemit or these other platforms for a social media experience. They're coming for the crypto. And the more that we focused on that, the more that we focus on that, the more that we can understand the actual audience and the actual user base that we have. The user base is a user base that's really looking at the crypto part of things. The social media part of things is how you get that crypto, plain and simple. The proof of brain idea was simply that let's print up coins, let's distribute coins based on social media interaction. But the kind of people, the kind of user base that's being built up and that has been built up is mostly based on crypto enthusiasts who come in, they're crypto enthusiasts, who, who come in and bring their social media interests but first and foremost, they're there for the crypto, okay? And they may not be crypto experts, so they say, okay, well, I don't know how to set up a mining rig. I don't know, you know, how to do this pro proof of stake thing. And I may, I may even find it boring doing this proof of stake thing. I don't know how to set up a witness node on, on Steam or Hive or Blurt or set up a node on the Avalon. So, you know, I'll just create content. I'll just curate content. I'll just leave comments in hopes of getting this coin, now, uh, rewards for engaging dialogue, not just top level post. Uh, in my opinion, I think we've we've made uh, we've made strides on this. It's true. Um, it's true what Steve said about Reddit. I mean, there are Reddit posts that have, you know, hundreds of comments. Um, my uh, my soulmate partner. She's been on Facebook for a long time and, you know, sometimes she so shows me certain uh, certain things that people publish up and then there are like a hundred comments under that. So the engaging part of it, the dialogue and interacting part of it is something that needs to be worked on. And I think it is being worked on. I mean, Penny for Thoughts is not popular, but Penny for Thoughts is a good idea. Unfortunately, that does bring people in. Uh, who just want to, you know, comment farming, they just want to get the reward. So it's not something that I think could be, I don't think it's something that could be scaled or that would be scaled to the level of the, you know, to the entire level of the, the, the whole entire steam system. Uh, I've created the chatterbox initiative and that's simply for my community to reward the people who are dialoguing in my community and again, that's not, it's not open to everyone. I mean, not, not everyone can come into the Italy community, start commenting and get rewarded for it. Uh, I did that for members and, you know, you have to satisfy the criteria for becoming a member in order to be included in, in that. So that's another way to reward people for, um, for their, their engagement. And again, uh, dialoguing is something that has now been, pushed into and moved into the the realm of the community. Most people go and they dialogue in in their community if they're genuine about interacting with people. Okay, and finally, we have services that provide passive income based on staking. Hmm. Now, I, at first, I didn't quite get that because I, I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, we do have a system that's based on staking. So I didn't quite get what Steve was trying to get at for this. And again, um, when it comes to attracting investors, here we have to, again, pull back and say, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to bring in the masses or are we trying to bring in investors? 
Um, and I think the it's the latter. We have to focus on bringing in investors. And that's not easy to do because how can we give a promise to investors that the that the idea or the blockchain is going to grow? I am of the opinion that we need to get back to the original idea of trying to get businesses, service providers into this system in order to be able to use the communication part to deal with uh, products and services that and the customers and the cryptocurrency part of it that deals with the econo- the economics of it you know because it just makes more sense if you have uh if you have a communication system that also is incorporated within the economic system then it makes things easier because you can do transactions in steam as far as the economic side of it and then you can do transactions on the steemit uh, through the Steemit app or the other platforms in order to communicate back and forth with people. So, you know, a, a business can set up their own page and then they can start communicating with their customers and rewarding their customers. That uh, original idea is something I think we have to get back to. And I don't think that even that's going to work until you find a way to get uh, a bridge that goes directly from crypto to fiat. So whether you have Steam, whether you have Hive, or whether you have Blurt, whether you have the DTube coin, if in the future there is not a way to have a direct way of going either from crypto to uh, from crypto to fiat, or having a public who is willing, the customers are willing to accept the crypto. Uh, in place of the fiat, either one or the other, then it's not really going to work because if people have to go through all of the different uh, hoops and obstacles uh, in order to go from crypto to fiat, then, you know, it, it doesn't become easy for us. So, wow. Okay. Those are seven ideas put out there. Those are my thoughts on it. They're just my thoughts. They're just my opinions. I really want to, uh, I want to thank Steve Palmer for this excellent post. I'm sorry that I got to it late. So, you know, you, you can't go and vote on it, but you know, he, he got a pretty good, you know, nearly 50, uh, 49, uh, $49 value, the SBD value. So, you know, that's very good. Check out his other stuff. Um, and if you enjoyed these thoughts and you have your own thoughts, even though the the post is 14 days old, it's two weeks old now, that doesn't mean that you can't go in if you want to share your thoughts and your ideas on this subject that you can't go in and leave your comments there. Um, Yes, this was a nice, another nice long one. I thank everyone for the time that you have taken to listen. And I thank everyone as always for the support. Shout out to everyone across all platforms and all blockchains. We'll catch up soon.